Bill Street Caravan is brought to you by the generous support of the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau. Memphis, home of the blues and the birthplace of rock and roll. I'm your host, Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Kevin Cubbins. And you're listening to the sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. We've got something special in store for today's show. Over the next hour, we'll sit down with the producers of Take Me to the River, a new documentary about Memphis music that features blues and soul legends working with younger artists. We talk to the producers about their experiences while making the film, and they take us on a guided tour of the film's amazing soundtrack. Also joining us will be Bill Street Caravan contributor Eddie Hankins. Eddie will be continuing his series on Chips Moman, the Thomas Street Boys, and all those hit records that came out of that little studio at the corner of Chelsea and Thomas Street. The series is called American Studios, Memphis' Hit Factory, so stay tuned for that. That's all coming up right now on Bill Street Caravan. Take Me to the River. It's a new film, or documentary really, that just hit theaters. It's a multi-generational take on that unspoken, magical thing that gets passed down from musician to musician around here. It features blues and soul legends like William Bell, Charlie Muscle White, Mavis Staples, Bobby Blue Bland, in these neat studio situations with young singers and rappers. There's collaboration with a jazz band from the Stax Academy. The North Mississippi All-Stars get involved in a few scenes. Well, there are many magical moments in the film, and as you would expect from a film of a bunch of interesting recording sessions, the resulting soundtrack from all of these studio collaborations is so Mm -hmm. cool. So the producers of Take Me to the River worked on this thing just for years. The producers are Cody Dickinson of the North Mississippi All-Stars, Boo Mitchell, son of the legendary Willie Mitchell, and musician, filmmaker Martin Shore. I think it began, honestly, as a response to Cody and Boo losing their fathers around the same period of time. They both had this moment of, hey, we're losing this generation of people who had this enormous effect on the world, and so we better start documenting their wisdom and knowledge for future generations. Neither Boo nor Cody had the film experience, so they turned to friend and frequent collaborator Martin Shore, who immediately jumped on the project. Right. The recording sessions were filmed over the course of several years, and uh, sad to say, many of the Blues and Soul veterans featured in the documentary, well, they many of them passed away before it was finished and released. But... Going back to the producer's original goals, thankfully, these moments were captured and preserved for future generations. Mm -hmm. So the film is out now. Leading up to the release, it created a big buzz at film festivals all over the country, culminating with last year's South by Southwest Festival. It became the feature film of the festival, and organizers ended up throwing a free concert in the park with all the folks in the film performing. Snoop Dogg, Fraser Boy, Al Capone, the High Rhythm Section, and it's going on to garner rave reviews and simultaneously, the soundtrack has been the subject of some effusive praise. And I can say, Kevin, I was there at that concert Uh in Austin, and it was amazing. It was drizzling, and so everybody was getting wet, and it wasn't the most comfortable concert experience, (laughs) you know, Austin in the middle of spring. It's a little hot, and it's raining, but people were singing along to every song, and that made it so awesome. Uh, Lucky you. I wish I could have been there. So that brings us to today's show. Boo Mitchell and Martin Shore are here with us 
Cody couldn't make it because he's out in the road performing with the All-Stars. Uh, but Boo and Martin are here with us in the Beale Street Caravan studio, and they're going to talk a little about their experiences and tell us these great stories behind the music that was made. I'm just going to sit back and uh, let Pat take the wheel for a while. Thanks, Kevin. Take Me to the River offers an in-depth look into the intergenerational, interracial music influence of Memphis. And we are here with Martin and Boo. And thanks for coming in here with us. Thanks for having us. <laughs> yeah, thanks for uh, letting us come. Well, we're going to be playing songs from the soundtrack, so let's just jump in. I've seen the movie twice. I have a lot of favorite moments, as everyone does. Um, one of the things that... I love to see is the Stax Academy kids. You know, it's easy to go, oh, yeah, 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 those kids are over there, they're in a music program. But one of the things that I thought that was so cool is that um, you're talking about, you know, the kids only have so much time to record this song. They've got to get it right. They've got to get it right. And y'all don't think this can be done. And just to show that they raise professionals over at the Stax Academy. <laughs> Absolutely. You, you know, what you see in the film is literally the amount of time that we had, which was 30 minutes. The students had a hard stop because they had a performance that night. Mm -hmm. So literally there was a bus outside waiting for them. So we spent a lot of time on the easy song. <laughs> and all of a sudden realized, well, we only have 30 minutes left. What are we going to do? And it really is a testament to how professional they are. They learn that song right on the floor. And you can see me in the background freaking out, wondering if we're going to get the song in time. And that's real. I was just like, are we going to do this? And I pulled it together, and literally it was 33 or 34 minutes real time. Wow. And have them, you know, have an opportunity to work with William Bell. As they do knock on wood, you know, they heard that song. Every It's one of those songs everyone's heard. But uh, I'm curious about their true understanding of this legacy that they come from. Well, this, I think one of the great things about the Stax Academy is that they do teach the children our cultural heritage of soul music. So if they've never heard it, when they go to the Stax Academy, they make sure they know their history and their roots. So, yeah, people say, yeah, they are teaching kids music over there, but what makes it special is that they're not only learning music, but they're learning our heritage. And I think all kids in all schools in Memphis need to learn this music because it's what makes us who we are. It's what makes us great. It's what makes us Memphis. <laughs> Then 
next song we're gonna listen to is um, Charlie Muscle White with the City Champs. Now, the City Champs has Al Gamble, George Sluppick, and Joe Restivo. George Sluppick has been playing with uh, Chris Robinson's band, and Al Gamble has played with St. Paul and the Broken Bones, and these guys are complete pros. But Charlie Muscle White, who is this powerful, unassuming man. I mean, when it comes to playing, he doesn't hold anything back. And so, you know, there's this moment in the film where he's showing Joe Restivo how to play something. And that's the power of Take Me to the River is that young get to learn from the elder statesmen. And that's really what's got the music this far is there's always been somebody at the knee of someone learning how to pass this on, how to take it to the next generation. And um, I want you guys to talk a little bit about the moment of having Charlie and the City Champs together, but also bringing these artists together that were, you know, that are generations apart. Yeah, you know, one of the major themes in the film is mentoring, and it, it goes both ways. It's a real fun learning process, and everyone comes away um, feeling really great and, and satisfied with um, what they've uh, learned and come away with. In terms of Charlie, Charlie is just a, a sweet, genuine guy. What you see is what you get with Charlie. He's a consummate professional, one of the last originals. Um, he played, you know, with, with Muddy and, and Hallen and, and, you know, all, all those cats. And what he teaches Joe, Joe was super receptive to. And that's the, the feeling that you get that's so genuine is how receptive everybody is to each other, whether it's a younger person suggesting something to an older person or older person suggesting something to a younger person. Once you get into that room where you're communicating and cooperating, it's like everyone becomes a sponge and there, there's no ego or anything that gets in the way. And it's a beautiful process, it really is. Yeah, and I think the um, you, you can see it in the film that, you know, the younger guys are in awe and just amazed that they're able to play with these legacy musicians. And then at the same time, the legacy musicians are in awe and honored that, hey, these young bucks want to, you know, they know who I am, they want to play with me, you know? There's both ways, yeah. yeah. so you can, I think you can see that, uh, that give and take. So right now we're going to listen to If I Should Have Bad Luck with Charlie Musselwhite and the City Champs. If I should have bad luck Honey, long, long way from home If I should have bad luck Cozy, but a place I can't go if I should have bad luck. Honey, long, long way from home. Well, now, since I know you love me, honey, love will keep me going. Coming home to you, baby. I'm making 90 miles an hour down this highway in the dark. Yonder kitchen lights make me wonder how you are if I 
Muscle White and the City Champs, and wow, I, I I can imagine what it would have been like to sit in on that. Al, George, and Joe have definitely been playing around town. They're studio musicians in their own right, you know, respected by all of their peers, and then you've got this guy who's been around for a long time. He's seen it all, and he's probably not impressed by much. But often, you know, Boo, you have a studio here in Memphis. Well, not a studio, but <laughs> one of the studios <laughs> in Memphis. So, you know, Royal Studios, and oftentimes there is the, the, the guy who's been around, he's played with everybody, who is sitting in and playing with some, you know, some young Turks. And it's sort of the dynamic that you find often in Memphis that's unique. Yeah, it is a really unique situation here because we have uh, so much history and so many awesome musicians. Uh, yeah, a lot of times, I mean, like even when uh, when John Mayer came, you know, he first wanted to do some horns, and then he heard the studio. He's like, well, can we get some keyboards in? And Lester Snell comes and just... You know, he was like, wow. <laughs> well, can he play, uh, What can he do Rhodes? Can he do organ, you know? And um, so it, it's, Memphis is kind of, I, I think uh, we have a history uh, of, you know, generations getting together. And this is the first time that it's really been documented. And, you know, I have to applaud Martin and Cody for thinking, you know, to capture this and to show the world our, you know, our music and that, you know, we have a rich history, but we're bigger than our history and that we have a, a bright future and a, a, a current relevance. Well, you mentioned uh, Cody and Martin, who he's been your partner in crime from the very beginning, the one and only Cody Dickinson from North Mississippi All-Stars. And that's a perfect segue because now we're going to jump into a couple of these All-Star songs. I have to say that that Luther and Cody Dickinson are two of the nicest guys you could ever meet. Luther's so nice, you're sitting there going, "Is this real? You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is this guy really like this?" And um, 
they sat in. They did session not only with Mavis Staples, but Booker T of Booker T and MG's fame. And Al Capone was a part of that. So you've got soul, blues, and hip-hop all melding into one. And um, it's sort of funny because they all grew out of one plant. (laughs) 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 You know? And uh, the song is called Supposed to Be. Talk a little bit about the Booker T and the, the, the interaction between those three ideas. Well, that was our first session. And it was that session that made us realize we were onto something really special and was hitting the marks that we had only hoped for. And in terms of the, the interplay, it was uh, it's an original composition that Luther and um, uh, Booker uh, put together. Uh, Al wrote his rap, obviously. It was very natural um, in terms of the genres kind of melting away, as, as you referenced earlier. Because when you go to the source of music, and I feel like we're here at the epicenter, the ethereal spirit of music lives here in Memphis. So when the Catholics go to the Vatican and touch the holy water, for musicians and music, it's right here. And I feel like genres don't matter when you come to the source. It all seamlessly goes together. And that's one of the things that we wanted to show the world that your music comes from somewhere. Yeah. And, and it doesn't matter the particular genre, that when you get together at the source, you can make beautiful music by um, combining all types of music. And lastly, I'll just say is that that was probably the hardest song to mix because it is really three, three different, very different things going on. You have one of the you know in, instrumental soul players you know in the in the world and, and originator and Booker, you have Al who's a, a just a, a great rapper and hip hop artist, and and Luther and Cody who were were kind of tinging on the on more of the hill country southern southern rock edge. So you you had you had southern rock, you had hip hop, and you had you know soul right in the middle of it, and it came together just beautifully, just just seamlessly. You are listening to the sounds of the North Mississippi All-Stars and Booker T. I'm just your host. They call me Al Capone, Al Capizzi. Memphis, Tennessee, I'm a product of my environment. Same neighborhood as Mr. Booker T. Riding in the van where he gave me game. Some things change, some remain the same. It don't really matter cause we do our thing. Different time period, but we still the same. We gon' get it back where it's supposed to be. Black, white, it don't really matter to me. The past and the present bring a whole new team. We gon' get it back where it's supposed to be. We gon' get it back where it's supposed to be. Get the money for so we all can eat. We gon' get it back where it's supposed to be. Tennessee making history. We're gonna get that Memphis thing back where it's supposed to be. Get that money flowing. We got plenty time in the streets. The whole world know about the Memphis music scene. Get that money flowing back where it's supposed to be. Get that money flowing back where it's supposed to be. We've been fighting the jackpot because of the blood of a king. But we're gonna put this music scene back where it's supposed to be. 
city got talent, man. Yep. We got our own sound, it's a Memphis thing. Yep. Worldwide known and respected too. True, but it's kinda hard to break it all the way through. Some leave just to get what they deserve. M Town love, this what we deserve. To get what you do and still be heard. Speak it in existence, that's the power of words. We gon' get it back where it's supposed to be. Black, white, it don't really matter to me. The past and the present bring a whole new team. We gon' get it back where it's supposed to be. We gon' get it back where it's supposed to be. Get the money for us so we all can eat. We gon' get it back where it's supposed to be. Memphis, Tennessee, making history. We gonna get that Memphis thing back where it's supposed to be. Get that money flowing. We got plenty talent in the streets. The whole world know about the Memphis music scene. Get that money flowing back where it's supposed to be. Get that money flowing back where it's supposed to be. We've been fighting the dark Folks, just tuning in, you're listening to the sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. Today's program is made possible by a generous donation from Bridging the Blues. Find out more about the music and culture of Memphis and the Delta region at bridgingtheblues.com. Today's program is also made possible by support from Southland Gaming. Southland, you bet we're closer. We'll be back in just a few minutes with more from the producers of Take Me to the River, Boo Mitchell and Martin Shore. Right now, we're going to turn it over to Bill Street Caravan contributor, Eddie Hankins. Eddie is continuing his series, American Studios, Memphis's Hit Factory. It's brought to you by WEVL-FM 89.9, Memphis's volunteer and member-supported radio station. Weevil can be heard online at WEVL.org. The series covers a remarkable period in music history where producer Chips Moman and his house band cranked out hit after hit record all from this little studio in North Memphis. 120 hit records in what was essentially three to four years. Elvis, Dusty Springfield, Neil Diamond, James Carr. Heck, they even had a number one jazz record with Herbie Hancock. That's right. Eddie's a veteran DJ at WEVL. He's been doing his show down in the alley for over 20 years now, and he's become quite the expert on American studios. He and the others at the station, including Brian Craig, Weevil's program director, felt like the story of Chips in the studio needed some dusting off needed some sunlight. So they led the charge to get the site where the studio once stood recognized as a historical place. And I'm happy to say that they were successful and a marker was dedicated just last month. Here's Eddie with this week's installment. Thanks, Kevin. American Studios' musical mastermind, Chips Moman, always prided himself on his ability to recognize a hit song when he heard it. One day, while listening to some demo recordings done by American's receptionist, Sandy Posey, he heard one. A songwriter named Martha Sharp had sent a new composition called Born a Woman to a Nashville publishing house. One of their song pluggers took it and several other songs down to Memphis to American to pitch them to Moman, 
as potential numbers for the Gentries, who had not had much success with their follow-ups to their top five hit, Keep On Dancing. After hearing Posey's demo of the song, Moman first reportedly sent the lyrics back to Sharp to have their bleak tone tempered somewhat, as he felt they were too negative to connect with a mass audience. Then he set out to find just the right artist to cut it, deciding ultimately that he'd better hurry up and cut it on someone before somebody else beat him to it. He got Sandy Posey out from behind her desk and back into the vocal booth. As recounted in Robin Jones' meticulously researched book, Memphis Boys, The Story of American Studios, the song actually ended up being cut not at American, but across town at Royal Studios, home of the high record label, partly because of Royal's relative technical advantage over American. They had three tracks and could record in stereo. The American recording console had two tracks and could only record in mono. The Born a Woman session, like many of Moman's sessions done around this time, featured some, but not all, of the players who would later anchor the American Studios house band, including bassist Mike Leach and Tommy Cogbill, almost exclusively a bass player in later years, but here he joins former Elvis sideman Scotty Moore on guitar. The song became a top 15 hit in July of 1966 and went on to garner Grammy nominations that year for Best Female Vocal Performance and Rock and Roll Solo Performance. Because to be his woman, your price is too great to pay. Yes, I was born a woman. I'm glad it happened that way. Another session that took place at Royal Studios and added to Chips Moman's growing reputation as a hit maker was James Carr's monumental deep soul anthem the 1967 top 10 R&B classic, Dark End of the Street. This time the session was held at Royal due to an, at the time, all too common problem of American Studios recording console being on the fritz. The song was co-written by Moman and a fellow R&B loving kindred spirit he had been introduced to at a music convention in Nashville, Dan Penn. During breaks in an all night poker session at the hotel where they were staying, the two would repair to an adjoining room and work on the song. By the time the night had ended, they had not only written a soul music standard, but what some have labeled the world's greatest cheating song. Goldwax Records head honcho, Quentin Clonch, a participant in the poker game and thus witness to the song's creation, cut a deal on the spot for James Carr to record it. Moman later persuaded Penn and his regular songwriting partner, keyboard player Spooner Oldham, to relocate to Memphis and American Studios from Fame Studios in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, where they had written such hit songs as I'm Your Puppet for James and Bobby Purify and It Tears Me Up for Percy Sledge. Moment and Penn would later co-write another soul music mainstay, Aretha Franklin's Do Right Woman, which was recorded in Muscle Shoals with Moman, Penn, Oldham, and Tommy Cogbill on the session.
Eddie Hankins for Beale Street Caravan. Thanks, Eddie. We're going to take a quick break for local announcements, but we'll be right back with the producers of Take Me to the River. You're listening to the sounds of Memphis on Beale Street Caravan. Street Caravan is supported in part by awards from the Tennessee Arts Commission and Arts Memphis. Let's send a shout out to one of our listeners, Sandy Hughes. Thank you for putting a comment on Facebook. We really appreciate your kind words. And everybody, don't forget, we're on Facebook. You can find us all over social media, as a matter of fact. Please leave us a message. Tell us how you like the show and what you love the most about it. We're back and we're here with Boo Mitchell and Martin Shore, producers of the film Take Me to the River. We're hearing all these cool stories, and we're getting a really awesome guided tour of the film soundtrack. Both film and soundtrack have been the subject of glowing reviews, and we're so happy to sit down with Boo and Martin. We're going to jump back into some more music. One of my favorite artists, Otis Clay, and um, he features Peanut. Now, with a name like Peanut, you can't help but say, little Peanut, you know, (laughs) cutest kid ever. So much personality, born to be in front of a camera on a stage. He does not hold anything back. He's not nervous. He's just so charming and just so cute. You just want to eat him up. It's just one of those kids that you're just like, ah. But here he is with Otis Clay, and Otis not just being known as a soul singer, but also as a gospel singer. Otis has so much depth. And... For Peanut, who is seeing his star through Nickelodeon, through all these opportunities that are coming his way, commercials and 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 everything, I, I felt being involved in this project for him more so than anyone else was like 20 years from now, he's going to be telling this story of how important and impactful being involved in Take Me to the River was in his life. I will tell you a story, and it's already happened. You know, Peanut is so advanced. He's a a real, true old soul in a young body. And uh, when Bobby passed, he took it very hard, and he posted it up on his Facebook page and was very serious about mourning Bobby. And it was impressive that he could step back and see that 20 years from now already how yeah. impactful it was to have been you know with Bobby Blue Bland and the moments that you see those two together in the film and it was impactful to the point where he's already there he already sees that 20 years from now 
Well, I admit, I admit when I saw the movie for the first time, that was one of the moments that gave me chills to see Bobby Bland talking to Peanut and giving him tips. And I have a chill right now just talking about it because it's so important to be able to pass things on and to have someone who is as important as Bobby Bland is as he continues to be as an artist and just to know his history and then here's little peanut who is this next generation and it's uh i i think that that's my favorite moment in the movie to be honest <laughs> you know it it started light but we all knew in the room it was a serious moment it mm-hmm. it, it, it was taken you know everyone was this is history right here right now yeah Yep, little Peanut, he's so talented and, and humble. When he did the song with Otis Clay on the film, he tells Otis Clay, you know, I know exactly who you are, and you can tell he, he meant that sincerely. Like, he was ready, you know. He was like, I'm about to perform with the Memphis Soul legend, and it just uh, it comes across in the film how smart and bright this kid is. I also want to point out that in that moment, I, I felt that it spoke to the importance of parents and of really anyone who has an important role in the life of a child of giving them not just what is available today, but showing them the possibilities through where we've come from, through this is how it used to be, to tell the history, the story, the people, and to make sure they're aware of it. And that was one of those moments that really hit you, that this is important and this is what our responsibility is as adults to help kids along the way. We've talked about Peanut and Otis Clay. Let's listen to the music. Here's Trying to Live My Life Without You.
Now, we mentioned the peanut moment with Bobby Boo Bland, and the next song is Bobby Boo Bland, the one and only, one of my personal heroes, and it features Yo Gotti. Now, we got Bobby Boo Bland, who's cool. His voice was seductive. His process was to woo the lady. And then you've got Yo Gotti, who has a much harder edge, and there's no seduction. It's a tell it like it is. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So, you know, when you put those together, what was your observation of the two interacting? It's two cultures definitely colliding in the best possible way. Bobby came in through the front door in a wheelchair, and Yogati came in the back door coming out of the Escalades. (laughs) (laughs) But once they met each other, there was an instant respect um, both ways, and it got right down to business in the best possible way. And the the one story that I haven't told that much but is a great story is Yo Gotti's a, kind of a soft-spoken guy. He's not um, loud or, or um, hard in that way. He's very mild-mannered. And he came in, and, and the first thing he said, and it, somehow we didn't capture it on camera. It's like the one miss out of the 4,000 hours. And he just came in, and he goes, uh you know, my mom said that I should get your autograph. <laughs> <laughs> and that broke the ice, you know, between them, too. They, they were a little perplexed, both in their own ways, as to what was really going to happen. How's this going to work? And you see it with Bobby when Cody is breaking it down to him and say, you know, and then we're going to have a rapper. And he's like, oh, oh what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And to Bobby's credit, he came with no prejudice to the genre, to the generation, nothing. When he came through the door, he was ready to collaborate and to make something great. And um, there are legacy musicians that still aren't able to get there. And so I give Bobby a lot of credit mm-hmm. to being open to that and really embracing the opportunity. And I think that's part of what the movie speaks to is that we just all need to get together and keep communicating because we can do some great things together. This performance is phenomenal. That's all I can say about it. This is Bobby Blue Bland with Yo Gotti doing Ain't No Sunshine. Well, 
Next, we're going to um, go back to Mavis Staples and the North Mississippi All-Stars. I, I have to say, my mother was a big Staples Singers fan. And um, I always thought of it as my mother's music. And then, interestingly enough, the first contemporary act to make the Staples Singers song my songs were the North Mississippi All-Stars when they did their big band. And they made those songs come alive again for me so that I could take ownership of them. So I think as I watched through all this, you know, that was one of the things that just struck me is, wow, it really does all come back around. <laughs> definitely, definitely. That's that's a really astute observation. And 
that's the way both Luther and Cody play it, as if they are being passed the torch. And those two sessions both, wish I had an answer and I've been buked, which you'll hear in a second, were both one takes live on the floor, real wow. vocals. Both songs. It was something I've never experienced in a studio before. It was unbelievable. And then Mavis came back and said, well, y'all want me to do some harmonies? You know? <laughs> well, yeah, of course. And the next thing you know, it's a three-part harmony just like that. <laughs> <laughs> so let's listen to North Mississippi All-Stars and Mavis. Once again, I've been buked.
Help me. Mercy. <laughs> oh, boy, you mean on that get fitter. <laughs> that was great. I tell you. Yep. Thank you, Miss Yvonne. The last song that we're going to play from the soundtrack of Take Me to the River is one of my favorite songs of all time. And that's saying a lot because there are a lot of songs out there. <laughs> but William Bell is not only an amazing artist, but you can't help but be amazed that even today, decades later, He's still got it. It's perfect. It's dropped on a dime. It's weighed out. He's figured it out, and he gets up there. He gives you everything, and he sucks you in. It's just he's the auric vacuum cleaner, and you're just that little piece of dust that's going, yay! <laughs> Take me in! <laughs> you're really happy about the experience. So to put him together with the Stax Music Academy kids once again. And then you bring in Snoop Dogg. Okay, first of all, how did Snoop Dogg get involved with this project? Well, Snoop and I have been doing projects together over the years. So I knew Snoop, and I knew that his roots ran very deep in Mississippi. Both grandmoms, I think, still live here. And I played him the Mavis Staples track, and I played him the Ain't No Sunshine. And right after I played him Ain't No Sunshine, he said, I'm in. And he had wanted initially to collaborate with another legacy artist that for one reason or another we couldn't bring to the table. And I was scratching my head, and then we were talking, and I said, well, how about William Bell? And he almost hit the floor. He said, that's my favorite all-time singer. That's my favorite <laughs> in the world. And it was, it was born. It was born. And we upped the ante. We, we had three generations uh, mm -hmm. at that session and it was it was fantastic it was you know the the proof is in the pudding i forgot to be your lover teach me how to learn and love have i told you lately that i love you if i didn't darling i'm sorry Did I reach out and hold you in my loving arms? Oh, when you needed me. Now I realize you need love too. I'll spend my life making up to you. See you. 
looking above. We got the best just looking for love. Planning to be, ran into me. I did not mean to. I'll intervene to so I can bring you. Then I will sing you stacks, tracks, relax at the venue. Venue, in you, spin you, then you, whirlwind you. Girl, look at the menu. Chocolate hearts, yellow moons, living a life, silver spoon. Having it all, having a ball. In love with the big Snoop Dogg. Time will tell if I fail. Pick up the cell, call William Bell. Cause he's one of my big brothers. Tell him I forgot to be your lover. Have I taken the time to share with you All the burdens that lovers bear In my seat, peep the beat, late night, what it do? Baby girl, I'm in love with you. I'm trying to do what I'm supposed to do. I need you close to me, toast to me, float with me. Baby girl, you get the most of me. Now teach me how to learn to love. Cause I don't ever want to forget how to make you feel. For fun, for fake, for real, for real, for real, for real. You, me, I feel like there's no other. Forgive me girl, cause I forgot to be your Thank you so much for taking me to the river. It is out in theaters now. The soundtrack is available on iTunes. And if you think you're a music fan, you sure better get a copy of this one. And then there's this vinyl that you guys, I mean, we're going to have to take a picture with it and put it on Facebook. And um, you guys brought it for us today. It's so cool looking. It's so like retro and yet now and funky and uh, it just looks like fun. And that's the feeling that I get as we go through all of this music that one of the things, the essence of it all, the human spirit, that it was there. And Thanks for making this. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Okay. Great interview, Pat. Take Me to the River has been showing in U.S. theaters for a couple of weeks now, and the European premieres just kicked off this week. So catch it in theaters while you can because this music sounds incredible in the big theater sound That's systems. a good point. That's a very good point. <laughs> Special thanks to our supporters, the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau, Arts Memphis, the Tennessee Arts Commission, Bridging the Blues, and Southland Gaming for their support in making Bill Street Caravan possible. And y'all, please show your support for public broadcasting. You won't find programming like this anywhere else. 
If you're tuned in to us right now and you like what you're hearing, give your local station a call or email and let them know how much you appreciate them. And for that matter, give us a shout too. You can find Bill Street Caravan on all the social media sites, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Check in with us there. We've always got updates and special features related to our programming. You can even find out about shows coming up before you can hear them. That's right. <laughs> Next week on Bill Street Caravan, we have Grace Askew performing. We'll also hear from the Memphis Dolls. And Bill Street contributor Eddie Hankins will continue his series on American Studios. Until then, I'm Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Kevin Cubbins. You've been listening to the Sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. <laughs>